Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's match preview, West Ham versus Crystal Palace, London derby, and a big one, really, considering the fact that if West Ham beat Palace, then there'll be an eight-point gap between the two clubs. Um, when you look at the league table, already you can sort of see that it's starting to break. There's, you know, you've got that top half now that's sort of pulling away. Um, so you get the feeling that if West Ham were to get that win, we'd be firmly in that top group and exactly where we need to be. Um, so it's a big game. And of course, this is against a team that we lost to twice last season. So we want to put that to bed. And of course, it's probably not a bad time to be playing them, actually. They've got a few issues, um, not, in, not only their form, um, but they've got some injury uh, concerns as well. So, um, yeah, big, big, big one. And obviously, and a London derby. So it's uh, all to play for. So, yeah, interesting game, definitely. Um, Crystal Palace, though, let's talk about them first before going to West Ham. Um, I, I actually feel for them a little bit, their fan base. I, I, I've got a friend that's. Um, Crystal Palace fan. And they are a club at the moment that really are sort of stuck a little bit in a rut. They don't really, it's, struggle, it's, it's hard to see what their vision is. They've they've attempted this sort of change, haven't they, a few times uh, at the club where they've got in, brought in a younger manager, add a bit of excitement to the club as if like to say, right, we're going to go on to the next step. We want to sort of progress into that top half of the Premier League, maybe look try and challenge for the European places. But it just hasn't worked. And then what they tend to do is then they, they stop that and then go back. They revert back to what they what they are sort of known for effectively, which is sort of, I, I wouldn't say, it's just not the most exciting brand of football. Um, and let's be honest, as West Ham fans, we know the frustration of that. Uh, we've had it under David Moyes now for quite some time, haven't we? This kind of old school approach. Look, when it yields results, then you, you, you can kind of accept it in a, in a sense. It can be a little bit frustrating at times, of course. I mean, I, I myself get very frustrated with it. Uh, obviously, the majority of the fan base do. But with West Ham, obviously, we've sort of yielded success out of it the last few years. You know, we've lifted a trophy. We've had European football. So you can, although you are at times watching it through gritted teeth, you can, actually can sort of go, OK, but I, can, I, I want to see us West Ham do well. But with Crystal Palace, you see, they haven't really had that. And 
Um, you don't see it coming anytime soon uh, under Roy Hodgson. You know, he's not, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking Roy Hodgson really, but he's good at what he does. But what he does is not overly exciting, is it really? It's, it's not an exciting brand of football. You kind of, don't get me wrong, well organised, not easy to be, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, can't, I can't see them being in a relegation fight. I don't think they'll be going down or anything like that. But then you, would, would they be challenging for top six football? No. I mean, would they be good top half? Probably not, you know. And you can kind of understand why there's this frustration amongst uh, the, the Crystal Palace fan base. And I, and as West Ham fans, we feel that, you know, especially last season, when you consider where we were domestically. If we put, put a pin in the European side of things, you know, the frustration of last season, you know, all, the, all this talent. Because let's not, let's not make any mistakes about it, that Crystal Palace have got a very talented squad. You know, they've got some players in there that you'd happily take at West Ham and many other top clubs would have. Um, as they, of course, standing out there, Lise, they've got some really good quality players, but you, you don't really watch them and get too excited. And, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. And I, I look at Crystal Palace and, dare I say, I just sort of think it's just going to be same old, same old from again. Um, as I say, I've got a, a friend of mine um, who's a big Palace fan and he's even sort of said we'd actually take relegation in a sense because just to get something going at the club, you know, i.e. the championship, a bit of excitement, a bit of new life going from going through them and which is obviously a bit of a strange thing to say when you say the words like we'd rather be relegated but I, I you kind of get it if every season you're not really fighting for anything you're not going really for any trophies I mean they, are they going to win an FA Cup or not they had a decent run uh, not too long ago but apart from that they've not really they've not really looked like a team that's going to go and challenge and do anything um so I, I do kind of understand that and yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a stale club at the moment. Obviously, with Hodgson's age, they're going to have to replace him. Uh, I, I don't see him getting a new contract other than beyond this season. So it's what are they going to do? Are they going to gamble it again? Are they going to go for another young manager? Are they going to try and get another Vieira and give it a go? I don't know. I mean, it's difficult to say, isn't it? They definitely seem to have that hunger to want to do that because they've done it a few times, but it just never seems to work. And as I say, they just then pull the plug on it and then go back and then revert back to what they know that works for Crystal Palace. Um, which, again, I, I understand that. But as a fan, it must be very frustrating. Um, but as I say, we've done the same, haven't we, effectively, with, with David Moyes. You know, we got rid of him, brought in Pellegrini, didn't quite work. And then they've just pulled the trigger and brought Moyes back in. Um, but as I said, I think the, the board and the fans somewhat can accept it a little bit if they see results. Um and obviously, this game is going to be a big marker of that in terms of where we are this season. Because if West Ham can can overcome Crystal Palace, then that's a huge gap then between us and them. And we'll be then in that top pack. You will be firmly in that European chase at this stage of the season. So you struggle then to argue that David Moyes effectively has got a case, hasn't he, to be West Ham manager. He can say, well, look what I'm doing. I'm bringing you results. I'm, I'm, I'm yearning success. I'm, you, you know, you, you could, we could be topping our group in Europe, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Palace struggle with that with Hodgson. I think they're just going to say, well, what, what are you here to do other than just purely keep us up, which is, I think it feels like that's what they are as a football club at the moment. Um, I, I mean, <clears throat> you look at this season, it's, it's probably the ideal time for them to take that gamble because of the, the teams below them. You do look at some of these clubs. I mean, you look at Sheffield United, Burnley's, Luton's. The risk of Palace getting relegated is actually pretty small. You'd imagine even if they were to take a big gamble this season, i.e. bring in an unknown manager, someone that's doing well in Europe, etc., and give it, give them a punt in the, the Premier League. This is probably the good opportunity to do so. But whether they would take that gamble, I don't know. Because the risk, obviously, of course, is so great, isn't it? 
uh, with you know relegation in terms of financial impact is huge. So as owners, obviously, as owners, they're not going to want to get relegated. As I say, but the fan base, I think, sort of want something to happen. Not obviously relegation. I'm not saying exactly that's what they want, but they just want they want to see change at the football club. So for me, I, I personally, if I was the Palace owners now, I'd be thinking this is probably the good time now to be taking that chance. But will, will they? I, I doubt it. I doubt they will. I think they'll probably want to solidify their Premier League status again and then do the change in the summer. But it does feel like it's kind of it does. It goes in full circle at Palace, doesn't it? They're bringing this manager, they're all a bit excited. Oh, we're going to do this new vision. And then it doesn't quite work early on. And then they pull the plug and then revert. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's a strange one. But it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what they do um, and who they look to bring in. Um, because they, they will be doing something. I don't think it'll be this season, unless, of course, they go on a disastrous run under Hodgson. And let's be honest, the, the run at the moment isn't wonderful. It weren't too long ago. They were above West Ham. And as I say, if West Ham can beat them uh, this weekend, then there'll be an eight-point gap, which is huge. Um so, yeah, it's and also, of course, they've got to contend with their injuries. So they've, they've taken a couple of really big injuries, which is a huge boost uh, to West Ham. So I'm certainly not complaining, but I do feel for Crystal Palace. Um, obviously, Eze, uh, Eze, I don't know how, how you pronounce it exactly, but Eze, um, commentators change names, don't they? These players, do you notice it? Every time I watch a game, I, I keep calling a player a certain name for a long, for even like a couple of years. And all of a sudden, bang, their name changes. Um, Sochek as well. I'm st- I, he's always Sochek to me. I'd, I'd like to know that actually. I really like to know what who, what fans how they pronounce Sochek. I call him Sochek, and I always will do. I can't stop doing it. My missus hates me doing it, but yeah, Sochek. I can't quite buy into that. And before we do anything, by the way, at the end of this video, we're going to do um, a bit of a, a game a competition at the end. So just stay, stick around for that, and the winner will be getting uh, one of these for free. Um, our new West Ham Way Christmas jumper. And yeah, really nice, really impressive. I wore it actually the other night out for a, a couple of Christmas, uh, a bit of a get together. And it was, yeah, it went down well. I like it. I tell you, old school jumper. I really like it. So yeah, do hang around. But but either way, it is available now in our store. So if you don't win, then you can buy it. So I'm going to put the link in the video uh, description. So just click on that and it's 28 quid. So there you go. Christmas jumper. Done. Um, yeah, so they've got um, injuries, of course, uh, to Eze. And uh, Decore, which is a huge boost to West Ham, a massive blow for Crystal Palace, especially in the fact they're on a poor run of form. They need to start getting some results. Um, will they feel confident going into this game? Possibly a little bit because they've they've turned us over twice last season. So that will give them something. I just I'd like to think the momentum is with West Ham at the moment. Um, they will feel, you know, a little bit out of confidence uh, because of the recent run of results and the fact that they've lost some key players is going to hopefully play into our hands and they'll be certainly weakened and, we'll, and that'll be noticeable. Uh, but they've still got some good players, as I've said uh, about Palace. They have got some real talented players within that side, uh, as I've said, and even cl- including top clubs that would be interested. Um, Elise being one, I know that he was a target for Chelsea, I think, last season, if I remember rightly, wasn't it? Um, that, that they came in for him. Or was it over the summer? It might well have been the summer. I think it was the summer, wasn't it? Yeah. Chelsea came in for him in the summer, made it very clear they were going to spend, you know, as typical Chelsea, spend ridiculous amounts of money. And he responded by signing a new deal. And I just think that's brilliant. Whether they can hold on to him for that for that duration of that contract, that, that remains to be seen, especially if they continue to have these seasons where they're not really challenging. I think they're going to struggle to keep those sort of calibre of players. But I've got to say, I love seeing players commit themselves to, to clubs that are lower down and basically stick their fingers up at these bigger clubs. I really, you know, it's it's great. That was really good. It was good for football, actually, to see that. So, yeah, but he's a great player, a really wonderfully talented player. His goal against um, Luton Town, wasn't it, last week? It was just, I know they lost the game, but 
his goal was outstanding. At least I mean, what one of the contenders for goal of the season for me. Uh, the way he he ran uh, the ball down that wing, won the ball, cut inside and hit that shot. I mean, it was sublime. A real talented player, one West Ham have got to keep an eye on. And, and let's be frank, our, our defence defending this season hasn't been brilliant. You know, keeping clean sheets hasn't been our forte. So we have certain concerns going into this game. There's no two ways about it. And players like Elise um, do yeah, create that concern, definitely, with the talent that he's got. Um, Eduard, I really like this striker. I think he's their top scorer. I think he's got five or six goals, I think, this season now. He's, he's, he's banging in the goals. I mean, again, another, another talented player that they've got in, within their squad. Um, another player I want to talk about is Henderson, the, the goalkeeper as well. Um, a brilliant signing and, and and one that I, I really do firmly believe that having a good goalkeeper is so, so important. It, it is really vital. We, we've noticed it, you know, how many times have we relied upon our keepers over the years and, and the difference they've made? I, mean, I, I think back to, obviously, you go back to Ludo, of course, but if we talk going more modern, you look at Rob Green, really important player for West Ham. Great goalkeeper. Um, uh, you know, Fabianski's been a vital cog at West Ham for quite some time. And a key reason that we've been successful and what we've done, whether it be that we've been, we've, you know, going to challenge for, ch- for things in Europe or if we're fighting relegation, they're sort of having these, these big, uh, important players like a goalkeeper um, and making sure they've got that, that quality. Um, I think it's just vital. And I think Henderson is. Is one of those. They, they've just they've got that sorted, and he's a very very good goalkeeper. Um, I highly rate him. So yeah, I, I, overall, I think Crystal Palace. Yeah, in a bit of a rut this season. It's not overly exciting, but I think they're going to go down. No, I, I really don't. I, I don't look at them and see a, a team that's going to that's going to be relegated. Although, can I rule out a relegation fight? No, I can't. I, I, I can't in my mind. I, I think there's a chance they could be really sucked into a relegation battle this season. I amongst the bottom six or seven clubs. I think they could be amongst that for a little while. Um, they're going to need to turn their form around, but to, to quickly, really, if they're going to sort of get away from that. But they've got some tough games. They've had, you know, they've had some poor results recently. So, yeah, I think there's... I can see the frustration. I really can, and I get it. If I was a Crystal Palace fan, I think I'd be feeling a bit frustrated, a bit fed up, really, of the club in terms of where we're going. But obviously, an outsider looking in, you know, um, I'm not sort of talking about for myself, but like in general... You look at them and go, well, look, you've got Premier League football. You, you, you're up, you're solidified. You're not going to go down. The likelihood of you going down is very minimal. It's not that bad, you know. But I, I suppose as a fa- football fan, you want to see a bit more. We know that as West Ham fans, how we feel now. Like outsiders looking in and go, you just want a trophy, you know, like you're doing well in the season. But I think we all know that we want, we want to see more. We want to see more in terms of our approach, how we take teams on. It hasn't been good enough, really. And it hasn't been good enough for quite some time. We, I, I can't even really remember the last time I watched a West Ham game where I thought, wow, we played really well. You know, we really, we tore into them. Um, don't get me wrong, I've seen periods where we've looked very good, but I've not seen a, a real out-and-out performance. And dare I say, I, I'm guessing it'll be similar against Crystal Palace. I don't think we're going to go all out and absolutely smash them. I just, it's not the West Ham way at the moment, is it? It just isn't the way we, we do things. And I do think... That um, I, I can then therefore echo and feel the, the, the pain of the, the Palace fans of why they're just getting a bit frustrated. Um, but yeah, on to West Ham though. It's it's a really weird season, really bizarre in terms of our performances versus the results, and it's getting that balance for me. You know, like don't get me wrong, I know that there's a lot of frustration there in terms of David Moyes and his style of football, the way we approach games, the way 
we're coached, et cetera, et cetera. And believe me, I, I feel it as well. I, I do, I, I go to games sometimes. I think, look at the quality we've got in this pitch. Why are we playing this way? Why are we struggling? But then obviously on the other hand, then you look at the results and it is, and that, and that's where David Moyes has got his argument. And like, like we were talking about with Palace and Hodgson, they, they might, he, he struggles a little bit because they go, we're not, we're not really yearning much results out of this. And like last season, David Moyes was under immense pressure because we weren't getting the results. But this season, we seem to be just getting them, getting them over the line. You know, I think if we, you know, we're four wins on the spin at the moment, which was, uh, yeah, Olympiacos 1-0, wasn't it? Beat Olympiacos 1-0, beat uh, uh, Nottingham Forest 3-2. We then went to beat uh, Burnley 2-1. And of course, then we beat back at Tupola 1-0. So, look, on paper, but I'm going to go, what are you moaning about? Like, that's that's fantastic. And deep down, I, I, a part of me feels that, you know, I do, I, I'm pleased to see the Ws. Of course I am. I'm a, I'm a fan. I want to see West Ham win. But then, of course, on the other flip side is how we're winning and the back of the polar game. Um, I, I, by the way, I just want to say uh, apologies that I haven't been posting video much this week, uh, personally, because of, I wanted to do the back of the polar preview and the review. Um, it's just been I've been away with work and it's been uh, ferocious. So um haven't really had much time. Hence why I'm back behind the mic today and uh, for the foreseeable now, which is great. So it's really exciting. I'm, I'm really, you know, I love doing my videos and everything else, but I just haven't had uh, the luxury of time uh, the last few days uh, as, I've been, as I've been away. But yeah, back into Polar, though, was, um, you know, a painful bloody watch, wasn't it? Really tough. But, but I mean, I've, I've got my sympathies as well to the side a little bit, although it wasn't just a great performance. You know, those games are tough. They're all weird games and just not very nice. We didn't we didn't play a full strength side. It just wasn't a great experience, wasn't it? But, you know, the quality sort of got through in the end. Really pleased for Max Corneau with the assist as well. And obviously Thomas Suchet, what a, what a lovely goal. Again, from him, he's becoming such a vital player for us again this season, which I can't believe because I was one of those people last season calling for him to be dropped. I, was calling, I wanted him out of the club, but I was so fed up watching him play. But I've, it's great to see him back to being his old, old self again. So, yeah, that was really good. Um, but, yeah, interesting season. The whole Danny Ings situation is driving me bonkers. I, I can't believe he still made an appearance the other night. I, honestly, I, and I'm, I feel like I'm having a go at him all the time and I don't want to keep doing that because it's not really his fault. He's not, you know, he's, he didn't ask for this, but uh, how he keeps getting ahead and keep getting game time, I just, I don't know. He hasn't doesn't offer anything, in my opinion, but it is what it is. Um, but obviously nice to see the Mabama start. And we got a video a bit later on uh, regarding the Mabama situation, regarding his contract, which is pretty positive news, I'm pleased to say. So hopefully that we can start getting some good news out of that. But we'll talk about that a bit later on. But a player that seems to be in Mabama, that he's now starting to feel to force his way into the first team arena. I'm not necessarily saying he's a first team striker at the moment. Um, of course, there are a couple of players ahead of him, Antonio, Bowen, etc. But you get the feeling now he is stepping ahead of Danny, Danny Ings at bloody last, which is which is really good, um, which I think is a key reason for the, for the positive update a bit later on uh, this evening. Uh, team news, though. We've got... Um, uh, it's been a... You know, we've got a few injuries to, to contend with. There's been a couple of things going on. A few players were obviously left out against the back of Tupola, in the in the back of Tupola game on Thursday. Uh, Jared Bowen being obviously the key player in, at the moment under focus because of his injury. It looks as though he's going to be part of the squad for this game against Crystal Palace and therefore probably likely to play if he's been training, which I understand that he has been, but he was he was understandably rested for the back of Tupola game. It would have been really stupid, in my opinion, had he had travelled and played any any part in that. Just no point. Didn't want him travelling, stay at home, rest up uh, and take his training um, with the mindset of playing for Crystal Palace, which I do believe is going to be the case. Um, and the same for uh, Mohamed Kudus, wasn't, didn't, wasn't taken abroad. He was uh, suffering from a virus, we understand it, so he should be available. 
Uh, and the same for um, Alvarez. Uh, so there was concerns about his uh, fitness, etc., because of um, the recent uh, international break. And then he came back and then he obviously he came off early uh, in the game after. So there's been a few little bit of concerns, um, you know, when he came off against Burnley. There was concerns about his fitness, but as we understand it, he's just exhausted, a bit of fatigue kicking in. He's been travelling a lot, playing a lot of football, and just needs to be rested. And so it's, under, it's understood that he will also be playing against Crystal Palace. So, all in all, if those three players are available, which I understand, apart from Mikel Antonio, we've actually got pretty much a full strength side, which is very good. And, and especially when you're playing against the Crystal Palace side that are a little bit depleted, they're losing two key players into Kore and then um, Eze. So, you know. We haven't really got many excuses in this game. We're at home and we're against a side that are in poor run of form. We're in pretty good run of form, let's be honest. I say poor run of good run of form, probably a good run of results rather than form. We haven't really played particularly great. Although I would say I think I, I like the way our nature that we've we've come back to get results. I really was pleased against um, Nottingham Forest particularly. I thought we we really played well when we wanted to at the end. You know when we really pushed for that goal to, to nick the game. I thought we played well. So. It's not all doom and gloom. I'm not saying we've been all atrocious constantly, but it'd be nice to see like a, you know, you see a 90 minute performance. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to keep seeing like we're crap for an hour or 70 minutes, but then we play well for 20. I want to see a, an all round great performance from West Ham, which we do, we do struggle with at the moment. But as I say, if, as long as we're getting the results, I suppose, you know, that's always a, a tick. And of course it is, you know, I want to see West Ham win, but it would be nice to see some more convincing uh, performances and wins. Um, but yeah, so look, it's a decent in terms of the team. It's it's pretty positive. It looks like Jared Bowen will be playing, and and we we have missed him. He is a vital player for West Ham, uh, and you could see when we played back at Sapporo the other night that the, the players missing. My word, it does make a big difference, doesn't it? We we do lose our mojo. Some of the players just aren't up to it. Our fringe players just aren't there. Some of them, they're really not delivering. Um, although I would say I was really pleased with Max Corne. He offers us something. He really does. I'm going to do a video this week on Max Corne. Keep getting asked about him quite a fair bit. And he's a player that I just think, if we can get it right with him, if we can get him firing, we actually might have ourselves, it's like having a new signing. It's just how West Ham deal with the situation uh, with him. Right, so it's competition time, as I've said. So we're giving away a, um, a jumper, the West Ham Way Christmas jumper. And so if you get this right, then uh, you go into a draw. Um, and what you need to do basically is give us the correct score um, of the game. Also, but I want your team as well. So give us your team, what your scoreline is. And if you get the score right, don't worry about the team. If you get the score right, uh, the reason I want the team is just for interest in yourself, to be honest. And I'll, I will respond. And if you put, I'll, I'll um, personally respond to you and let you know my thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, give us your team and give us a scoreline. And if you get the scoreline right, then you go into a draw and the winner of that gets uh, the jumper. And I'll send that out uh, basically on Monday. So after after the game. So um, that'd be great. So yeah, all to play for. Um this is my team. I want you to do the same as I say and give you a score. This is what I'm going to go for. So I've only weighed one sort of controversial-ish change to this. Um, I think the rest of it's pretty much right itself, to be honest, considering the fact the update I've had in terms of the, the, the fitness of the team. Um, I'm having Ariola in goal. Now, right back, I'm putting Tilo Kera. Um, I'm finding Soufal. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's playing terribly or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I feel like age is slightly catching up with him a little bit. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh there, but he seems to have lost a bit of pace to me. And I feel like he gets targeted in a lot of games, you know? I really do. I feel like he's getting, he's struggling uh, against anyone with a bit of pace. And you look at Crystal Palace as well. They are a team that relies on their wings, their crosses. And 
I don't want to keep seeing this. I, I, I'm, I'm getting a little bit concerned. And I've got a little bit of a concern in this game, actually, in terms of uh, Sue Fowl. And uh, do you know what? I want to see Kira playing. I, I, I like Tilo Kira. I, I, I want to see him playing more. I want to see him give him a bit more of an opportunity. He's a good player. We've seen a good player. I, I, I know he's been prone to errors, but I actually feel for him. I think we've got a good defender there on our, on our, on our hands and someone that can be utilised as well in, in a few positions. And we're just not getting to see him. I get it. I, I understand that we want that consistency. And I, 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 I'm the one that says it. I quite like the stand, standard back four. I like to try and keep it tight and that we'll get used to playing with each other. But with Sufau, it just seems to be a consistent issue at the moment where teams are targeting him, uh, especially for pace. He's, he seems to be getting caught out quite a fair bit. So for this reason, I, this is just my team. I don't believe David Moyes will do this. I'm pretty sure Sufau will play. But I would play Kira at right back. Um, the rest of the defence is sort of standard. I'm going to go Zuma, Agurd and Emerson. Uh, Emerson, you know, I can't speak highly enough of him. I think he's been brilliant for West Ham. Uh, become a real vital player, which I, I'm so surprised that many fans are. You know, I didn't see that coming at all. Um, midfield, I'm going for Alvarez and Suchek. I'm going to suit. I want Suchek to partner him. I don't. I, I don't want to keep putting James Will Prowse too deep. I, I don't think it works. I don't. I, I'd rather see Suchek there with the, the view that Suchek can advance forward. I want to see James Will Prowse more advanced, consistent, you know, throughout the game, just because of what he can offer in terms of playing the through balls, etc. So that's what I'm going for. And of course, as I say, James Will Prowse playing ahead of them. And then my front three are: I'm going to have Kudus out on the right, Paqueta out on the left, and Bowen up front, with the three being able to operate and, and switch over throughout. Um, that's what I would do now. If Bowen isn't fit, if Bowen is not available, then I want to see Mabama leading the line, because one thing I really am getting a bit annoyed about is that when when, when um, Mabama's getting these chances, I look, he's starting this game. Great. But he's not supported by the, the, the first team, really. All right, yeah, Paqueta with him uh, against Bagazapola. But, you know, he's, he's lacking the likes of Kudas, Bowen. He's lacking quality around him. And I want to see that. I want to see how he would flourish with the players around him. With And I just think that is key to seeing how where he really is as a player I think it's unfair to keep dropping him in teams and saying well go on you lead the line but by the way we're playing a pretty, pretty depleted uh, first 11 in terms of our first team we're playing the fringe players and I, th- I just think it gives him doesn't give him much chance really you know because we've seen him come on and, and nick goals already this season so that's what I would do so as I say my front three in this game are Kudus Bowen and Paqueta but had if, sorry if Bowen is unavailable or has to maybe start on the bench then for me, Mabama has to start. That's my feeling. Um, and my prediction for this one is 1-0 West Ham. I think we're going to win it, but I don't think it's going to be a overly thrilling encounter. It's my gut feeling. I don't know why. I just got this feeling it's going to be a bit tight. I think I think Palace are going to want to stop the rot. Uh, obviously, losing to Luton out last time out, they're going to really want to avoid defeat. With the players they've got missing, I've got a feeling they're going to be, and obviously under Hodgson as well, very similar sort of manager to Moyes in a sense, a bit old school. I've got a feeling he'll want to defend this and play counter-attack football. Will that suit West Ham? No, not at all. We're not really good at breaking teams down that sit down, uh, sit back and defend. So I've got a feeling that's, and I think Hodgson would be more than aware of that with, with uh, David Moyes and think, look, that's how we'll play. We'll just play counter-attack. West Ham will, will struggle to break us down. So I think we I think we will eventually, but I think it's going to be one of those set-piece days. You know, I think it's going to be a corner or something like that. I, I don't foresee a, a, a whirlwind performance from West Ham at the moment because I just haven't seen it enough. I, I wish I could say, look, do you know what? We're going to rip into them. Um, but West Ham just haven't done that, have they, for quite some time? So that's my gut feeling. 1 0 West Ham. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be the, over, the most overly exciting or pretty game, but 
look, we can get three points. That would put us on, I think, 23 points after 14 games played. A pretty amazing position to be in. Let's, let's make no mistake about it. Yes, the football hasn't been great. I, I totally agree with that. But points-wise, we can't really complain in regards to that. It'd be nice to get another three points. And vital, especially going to the Tottenham game. Let's make no mistake. Next Wednesday is a huge game for us. They're in bad form as well. I think they've got Man City, haven't they, this weekend as well. So it'd be lovely to see Tottenham to take another defeat, which would be four on the spin if they lose that. And then face West Ham. And let's be honest, if we've come into it five games on the spin, we've won. They've lost four. Or oh, it could be a, a tasty encounter. So, yeah, look, I, I think we will win it. But I think it's not going to be brilliant. But there we go. Give us your teams. Give us your scores. I say you enter the competition to win the jumper. I'll show you one more time. The old West Ham way Christmas jumper. And I say, lovely. Really comfy as well. Really soft and lovely. So it is good. I can't deny it. And if you want it anyway, and if you don't want to um, obviously play the competition, but if you don't win it, if you unfortunately can't win it this week, then feel free to go and purchase it. It's in our online store and it's in the link below. But look, West Ham Palace, let's do it. Come on your irons. Podcast Network.